Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Welcome once again, Leaders of Learning, to another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast. This is episode 17, and we have a good one in store for you this time. A really great topic and a really great conversation around leveraging technology and content creation. And the reason why I think it's a really great topic and a relevant topic is there's so much technology around us as educators and our students today, many of our schools have devices and technologies such as one-to-one programs, whether it be with laptops, Chromebooks, or iPads even. But the question always is, are we really using the technology appropriately? Are we really using it to benefit the education process in our schools? And if you're like me, Maybe you think that educators themselves have gotten good at using technology to convey information or present information and content to our students, but maybe the next step is actually getting those students to create content for themselves. So my guest on this episode is a good friend of mine and someone who I think is an expert, not just in the area of technology, but in content creation and multimedia content creation. He is a Flipgrid ambassador, a Who Knew It ambassador. He's also an ambassador for companies like Participate and Air Squirrels. He's a really close friend of mine, someone whom I've been connected with through social media for a while now and got to meet face-to-face at last year's ISTE conference. Claudio Zavala joins me and has a lot to say about this area of leveraging technology and content creation. So please give it a listen. I hope you enjoy. I'm on with Claudio Zavala. Claudio, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me here and being a guest on this episode. And uh, if you would, for the listeners who may not know you yet, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do. Hey, everyone. My name is Claudio Zavala, and my role in education is an instructional technology coordinator. And I'm with a small school district in the North Texas area, uh, Duncanville ISD. Uh, We're about, I would say, just over 10,000 students and uh, one high school that has about 4,500 students. It's a pretty large campus. And uh, so my role in the district is to help and assist teachers integrate technology to the classroom. And that's with training, kind of coaching and um, just sharing ideas on how uh, how to really spark uh, the use of technology and just creative ways to use it in the classroom. So I think you mentioned some of this uh, in terms of your role in your district and in the schools and, and with the teachers you support. But I wanted to ask you about this because I think it's an interesting term. Your Twitter bio describes you as a tech evangelist. Uh, describe what that means. Yeah. So um, it's funny thing. So, you know, we, we hear evangelists, but a lot of times we think re- something religious. And, and I don't really take it. I took a, a spin on it is, you know, really to just share the ideas of, of tech integration in the classroom, tech integration, basically in everything that we do. Um, there's, there's really no denying really the use of technology. I mean, we use it every day, in banking and paying for things at the store. Um, basically, everything we do is just tech. So tech evangelist is really sharing ideas of using tech and not just in, in our everyday lives, but in the classroom. So really uh, you can use it with creative 
tools, creating images, creating videos, and just different ways that you can apply the tech in the classroom. Yeah, no, I hear you. And and uh, figuratively speaking, I worship at that same church. I uh, I totally <laughs> I totally believe in the technology and uh, you know its uses in education, especially in the classroom. Uh, you know, even though. My role currently as we record this episode is instructional coach. Still so much of what I do really revolves around um, technology and in general, you know, boosting student engagement in the classroom. But so much of that comes from new technologies and just really finding ways for students to connect with their learning and for teachers to you know, really relate the teaching and learning process better to their to their students. Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, and it's funny when you mention the word evangelist, I don't know if you've ever met him or, or listened to him or at least connected with him on social media, but there's a guy who works for Google. His name is Jamie Kasup. And uh, I, I heard him speak. He did a, delivered a keynote at a conference I went to last summer. And uh, he calls himself an evangelist too, like a Google education evangelist. I Uh actually think that's his job title. And uh, and that's a big part of what he does too. So um, I I like the term. I think it's really Uh, cool. I think I, in fact, I think because I saw him speak at a conference, I think it was this, it was this year or last year, it was a summer conference. And and I saw that and I was like, you know what, I'm going to borrow that evangelist. You know, I'm not a Google Google guy, you know, the, the main Google guy, but I said, like, you know what, tech evangelist, I like that. I'm going to use it. And I mean, we're in essence, we're all like you just said, we, we go to the same tech evangelist, you know, church. So I think we all kind of are tech evangelists. You know, we, we, we hope that, you know, we, we're like, these, this is so great to use, you know, and we hope that we try to convey that to, to our fellow teachers and say, hey, this is a great tool. You can try to use it, you know, and it's not about the tool. It just it makes it sometimes easier to do things in the classroom. That's really yeah. what I want to share with them. You know, it's like, hey, you, all the grading that you're doing, you know, on the papers, if you use this form, use Google form, or if you use this app, it might it's free up a lot of your time at home so you don't have to be grading papers. Just boom, scan it, and there it is. Or press a button, and it's graded for you. Right, yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Um, you know, it's funny. We talked. We just mentioned Google, and we talked about how technology, you know, makes the teaching and learning process easier. And again, as at the time of recording this episode, I just picked up – actually, I just got for uh, Christmas, I should say, the Google Home Mini. And mm. like quite literally, it is uh, automating my life. And oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's actually, I'll be honest, it is a little creepy. Um, when, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's so smart. It's like this little tiny piece of technology, but there's so much in it and it, there's so much it can do. It's really amazing. It is. Yeah. I, I have the uh, the Echo, I think that's the, uh, yeah. the Amazon version, basically right, the same right. thing. And it's just uh, my ha- my uh, the lighting in my house and my my alarm, even my alarm, my heating, I can, I can tell, Hey, Alexa, turn up the heat, you know, turn it down, set it to this temperature, turn on the front light. It's crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. I haven't quite gotten that, uh, that into it yet with automating, you know, the stuff in my house, but, um, I'm sure to get there at some point. Yes, it's fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is that I know that you have a passion for uniting teachers. What drives you to do that? And how do you do that? So one of the things that uh, I started this thing called Cinesong using Flipgrid and, and really just put it out there for people to kind of just 
get together and just enjoy one another. We all have different backgrounds, you know, speak different languages, and we're, we live in different regions. It's a nice way for us to kind of unite behind a song. You know, I think music is universal. There's no, um, there's really, uh, language barrier with music is, is really difficult. There really is, I, I would say, I, I would say there is no barrier because, you know, someone who speaks Spanish can actually sing a song in English. They, they will learn the lyrics and vice versa. I mean, I think music is, is universal. The language of mu- music is universal. If you're unclear about what we're talking about, hashtag sing a song. It's a hashtag. It's a, it's a movement on Twitter and social media, but more importantly, Flipgrid is where you can find it. You also have a couple, Claudio, that has, that we have uh, hashtag play a song, which is like sing a song, but except yeah. you play music. I've, I've, uh, I've gone yeah. on to that one and played the trumpet myself and, uh, and also the hashtag positive noise as well. So three, flip grids or three hashtags around just something to uh, to get educators themselves to kind of come together and express themselves and enjoy each other and just kind of take a break from the stresses that that we deal with all the time as educators right absolutely and i think like the question is what drives me to do that i think it's just one of the things trying to find something that can unite us all you know this that if you can just step back from you know any differences that we may have and just like, Hey, I, we, you know, we can play a song together, but it doesn't matter. Cause then we're, we're in that moment. So it's, I guess it's about creating those moments for people to just be able to collaborate and just have a good time together with, uh, with play a song, you know, just just play together. And then you mentioned positive noise and, um, how that, you know, it's one of those things, something like, I'm going to put it out there and we'll see what happens. And it's like, Gosh, it's people enjoy it, and I think for me, I get it. I it, it, I guess I get a good feeling to to see that other people are having a good feeling. I guess that's I guess that's what drives me. Just like I, I I enjoy seeing people having a good time. Yeah, I hear you. It's it's really it's so much fun, and uh, I got to be honest. Most of the time, uh, you know, you and I are Flipgrid ambassadors, and and you probably do more with it than even I do. But when I show teachers and and students, uh, usually the go to Flipgrid for me to show as an example is that one because I think just, <laughs> it just it kind of like exudes Flipgrid. Like it, mm-hmm. if I were to you know, and I do like literally, I said that you know, when I go to show people Flipgrid, I'm like, look, this is Flipgrid. Like this that's what it's about, you know, having fun and, and having your voice heard and, and uh, just doing it in a way that you could really just play around with and mess around with. And it's just totally fun. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. So you talked about creating moments uh, when it comes to bringing teachers together, but I wanted to ask you like just about creating, because I know that you're also very talented when it comes to using multimedia creation tools, mm-hmm. video and audio, you know, something I'm passionate about too, but what are some of your favorite tools? I think one of the the probably creative tool that I it's my go to is it's going to be Adobe Spark uh, Post. Uh, Adobe Spark Post is one of them, and then there's Adobe Spark Video and Adobe Spark Page. But I find myself my go to creative app is Adobe Spark Post. It's it's easy. Now I have a, a little background in in graphic design. I took some classes in it while I was in college and stuff. And so, I mean, I love like Photoshop and Illustrator and those types of tools, web tools, but those are more computer-based, laptop-based. And one of the things I enjoy about the uh, Adobe Spark Post is that I can be anywhere. 
The Leader of Learning podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network, podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. The Leader of Learning podcast is also a proud member of Voice Ed Radio, changing the way you talk about education. To listen to more great education content, please visit voiceed.ca. You know, I see the stuff that you're creating on uh, Adobe and even others like, well, of course, Flipgrid. Uh, and, you know, you and I are involvement in Pass the Scope EDU, what you mm-hmm. create on, you know, OBS Studio and, and everything. I think it's it's amazing. And so here's what I want the reason why I bring this up and what I wanted to ask you about. You know, you're really into multimedia creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you mentioned your background in, you know, a little bit dabbling at least in graphic design. Uh, for me, when it comes to multimedia, you know, I kind of get into the audio and video because I have a little bit of a background in yes. journalism. It's just why I enjoy doing this podcast so much. But, uh, you know, I think about as educators, how we can inspire our students to get into really more of this multimedia creation. I guess I was wondering, in your opinion, like, are we there? Are we doing enough to get students using some of these tools that you and I love to use for ourselves, but in the classroom and for learning? I think we're getting there. I would say, you know, um, I don't, I don't, I can say, I can, I'll speak for where I'm at. It's like, I don't, I don't, we're not there where I'm at, the district that I'm at. It's, it's like, it's kind of one of those things why I kind of jumped into the position I, I am. And in the district that I, that I joined is like, there's, there's opportunity for growth. And I, I, my goal is obviously to work with educators to inspire them. And then in turn, that inspiration will flow to the students. And I'm, I, I see some growth. I see it happening. And then I guess in, in general, through social media, you see a lot of educators doing things in the classroom. They're like, yes, that's that's kind of like, okay, they're doing it. They're showing it. They're sharing with their students. And, and you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, there's pushback, you know, hey, you know, it's, 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 there's, it's tech based, you know, we, we need to show them how to write. And obviously, yes, we need to show them how to write. And, um, I mean, growing up at my time, you know, when I grew up, we, we did cursive lettering and over and over. Yeah. And I, honestly, you know, at some point it's like, why are we still, I mean, you have to, I guess you do have to know how to write your name, but is that a necessary thing to spend like an hour a day using, you know, write this cursive letter over and over because the world that these students live in now, it's not cursive anymore. I mean, it's really a, it's, it's a digital world. Everything that they create is basically in the palm of their hand. And if we can just take advantage of that and harness that tool, you know, I think we have a misconception that we say, oh, students are tech savvy. Well, yes, they, they, they're savvy in that they can Snapchat and they can go on social media, but really do they know how to use that tool as a, as a, as a learning tool, you know, mobile device as a learning tool. I agree. And, and so much of what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me because it's stuff that I deal with every day in my school as well. But, you know, I think what you just said, I've heard it described before, too, as like digital natives, you know, that mm-hmm. this generation of kids, they're expected to be or they're supposed to be digital natives. But look, you and I, we both know that sometimes they don't know as much as we think they know when it comes to technology and, and certainly using some of these tools to uh, not only express themselves, but to show their learning mm-hmm. in school, I think is just really important. And 
whether or not the teacher needs to be the one really driving that or uh, not driving it, but like modeling it. You know, I don't know that that's extremely important, but I do think it's important on a, you know, for me personally, I think it's important just to allow at the very least just to allow students to explore using these tools and and proving their learning with you know with these with these tools because I think I tell people all the time I think students are ready you know and and whether or not the teachers are ready yeah we, we owe I feel like we owe it to students to be able to really give them these options to you know prove what they're learning and express themselves and just show what they can do in a, in a format that they're comfortable with and that just really they can relate to much better. You're spot on on what you say. I think the students are ready. I just think as educators, you know, and, and like you and I and, and, the, and the the folks that our personal learning network that we connect with, we, we, we know, you know, it's like, yeah, students are ready. And we know the the tools and the, and the apps and the things that that's that the students need now. And it's just a matter of the getting the rest of the educators. Uh, it's really like a, it's a mind shift. It's a, you know, a mind shift for many educators. Like it, a lot of it is that release of control. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the release of control. Cause like, but you know, it's a, a lot of times to let that creativity flow. You kind of not, you, you kind of have to let that control kind of go sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so last question, I actually wanted to circle back to something that we spoke about a few minutes ago, which is that Mm -hmm. hashtag sing a song flip grid and and the movement that has been created. Um, You know, I know the story, how it got started, and and it's been going strong for a long time now. As a matter of fact, we're we're kind of slowly approaching the one year anniversary already. Um, If you could just kind of explain its impact over the, uh, you know, 10 plus months it's been around. And and I'm kind of hoping, even if it's for a few seconds, that maybe Maybe you could just give us like a little sample, like like a Claudio Zavala original on here that you might. If it, if this was a sing a song flip grid, like what would you throw down? My goodness, you got me. You you, you really. Come on, come on, take <laughs> okay. a Okay, all right. Here, we, uh, an original. Okay, I don't know if I can come up with an original here. Let me talk first about it, and then I'll yeah, as yeah. I'm talking, see if what what song comes to mind. But so yeah, so like you mentioned, we're coming getting close to one year anniversary, and it is crazy to think back the months and the impact that this has had. It's just, I never thought it would, it would become the movement that it's become. And it's like, I kind of find it weird that my name is, is together with the word movement that I've created this movement. It's like, I find it's almost like funny to me, but it's like, it it is, it it is a movement. It's become, um, I'm, I look through the uh, Flipgrid on my phone and look through the the amount of time that people have spent. It's like over over five six hundred hours of engagement. That's crazy to it see. It is. That. It is crazy, but it's you know crazy in a in a really awesome it is. way. It is. And I, I wouldn't you. I don't use the the word movement lightly. I do think it has become a movement certainly i mean you don't start something uh and and have it go for as long as you've had and 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 to have that kind of engagement in time uh on a grid that just gets teachers to come on and sing i think is is amazing it started off with you know just connecting with a few of my friends like hey can you add a song here and there and then you know the cliche took off like wild i mean it's like caught on like wildfire i guess that's the way you say it then the 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 thing that was really that i enjoyed was when students started jumping 
into the grid and yeah, adding songs. Yeah, that was awesome. And, and it's like, and that's, you know, people say, can my students add songs? I said, oh, by all means, yes, please have them add the song. And, you know, every week I had a theme going and some, some folks, uh, to me, it's like, hey, I don't care if you sing one from the theme or not. It doesn't matter. Um, it's the whole point is that you're singing and, and folks have shared like, I've never, I've never recorded myself in front of a camera, let alone sing in front of a camera. I don't know, Claudio, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm doing it. Because I think one of the things is if a teacher can overcome their fear of looking into a camera, they can definitely say to their students, Hey, I've overcome my fear. I've done it before. Let me show you myself. And then their students can be like, Hey, if the teacher can do it. I can probably do it. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot and have you sing for us. I, <laughs> I, I, th- I thought you might have, but uh, we're running out of time anyway, and I'll, I'll no spare worries, you on this no one. But, <laughs> but I'm really glad that you took us through sort of the, the evolution of Sing a Song. Uh, man, I, I love it. Of course, you know, I've gone on there a handful of times and contributed a tune here and there, depending on the theme. Um, and, and yeah, I, I love it for all the reasons you mentioned. It, it brings people together. Uh, on a global level too. I mean, I think one of the yes. things that maybe uh, we haven't mentioned yet is how, and, and I don't know if it tracks this or not, but like how many people in how many countries and continents uh, these songs are coming from. It's, it's truly amazing. Anyway, I want to uh, congratulate you on well, thanks, your success it. with sing a song, but also just, you know, personally, I know how far you've come in, uh, even though you, you've been around for a while, like even, me too. You know, a couple of years makes a lot of difference. I think the oh, yeah. amount of growth and opportunities and experiences that uh, that we've gotten over these last year or two or three, it, it's been really, really cool. And, and I'm proud to have kind of gone through some of that with you. So uh, congratulations oh, on here. all that. And before we go, uh, for the listeners' sake, to reach out to you to find these flip grids and find you on social media and anywhere uh, where that you might uh, want to link them up to you. How do they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at Claudio Zavala, J-R, that's junior. Um, you can also find my my website, IamClaudius.com. It's spelled with the, with like the Claudius Caesar. <laughs> um, and uh, you can find me there. Those are the, the places I uh, hang out there. And of course, hashtag sing a song, hashtag play hashtag a song, and you, hashtag yes. uh, positive, positive noise. Positive yes, noise. Yep. Yes. Well, thank you very much for uh, taking the time and coming on and being my guest here on this episode. Uh, it's it's always great getting to talk to you, but now I get to do it where I can broadcast it out there for everyone to listen. So I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. I hope you enjoyed listening to Claudio and my interview with him. My thanks again to Claudio for giving me that time and really dropping some great knowledge on us in terms of, again, leveraging technology, student content creation, and just multimedia creation in general and how it can be part of the education process. If you haven't checked out any of his amazing flip grids, please do so. Sing a song, play a song, and of course, Positive Noise are the three that he really has put a lot of time and effort in, and he's really doing some amazing things with. A happy one-year anniversary soon to Claudio for that hashtag sing a song. Really popular flip grid. Congratulations again on all the success with that one. Of course, to connect with Claudio on social media, look him up at Claudio Zavala Jr. for Junior. His website, IamClaudius.com. 
He is a rock star in the truest sense of the word, even on the EdTech karaoke mic. Anyway, as always, I would love your feedback. Even better, I would love for you to leave a positive review on iTunes if you like this show or you like this particular episode. Let me hear from you. The website is leaderoflearning.com to contact me, either leaderoflearning.com slash contact or email me, dan at leaderoflearning.com. Of course, on social media, you can find me at dkrinus, D-K-R-E-I-N-E-S-S. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. If you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed yet to the actual podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere else where you find podcasts, please do. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I want to remind you that no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.